So good to see all of you here coming to worship the Lord and praising His holy name. And I want to thank you for uh, your support and prayer participation to the life of this church. It's something beautiful to consider that the Church of Jesus Christ is a living organism. It's something that takes strength by the contribution of each one of its members. So praise God for your faithfulness. We have uh, challenges sometimes in our lives. We understand that serving God is not always easy. We understand that we go through problems sometimes, and we understand also that uh, not always uh, is it possible for us to walk straight in the work of the Lord. And uh, sometimes we go through moments where the life uh, of uh, many can be jeopardized because of wrong decision that we made. And then sometimes we're still abiding on those moments where we feel unable to come out of those situations. We're still weeping when we should start praying. And the message that I entitled this morning is to stop weeping, start praying. We want to read from a, a portion of the Bible in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, chapter 30, beginning from verse 1 to verse 8. But I would strongly encourage you to, to continue the reading of this chapter uh, in your home and meditating upon those words. Thank you, Lord. And may God bless his word to our hearts as we read it and meditate upon it. Now when David and his men came into Zitlak on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the New Gap and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Verse 4, then David and the people who were with him raised their voice and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also has been taken captive, Ahinoam of Israel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each of his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said it to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod, so Abiathar brought the ephod to David, and David inquired to the Lord, Shall I pursue after this man? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake, and shall surely rescue. Until here, the reading of the word of God. As I was saying before, sometimes we can be in difficult situation. We can find ourselves in situation where we seem to have lost our hope. God's call in our lives may produce sometimes difficult times. Especially if we look at the people in the Bible, great men of God, the great women of God, 
received the call of God, but that call was not without a price. And I'm here to tell you this morning, and maybe I will be disappointed some of us, when you receive the call to serve God, it's not a call of pleasure all the time. It's not a call that will bring you happiness all the time. There will be moments maybe where you will go through sufferings, pain, difficulties, troubles. And we need to understand that it's part of the blessing of that call. You see, David was a young boy, a teenager. Most scholars say that maybe when he was anointed by the prophet Samuel to be the next king of Judah, most probably he was only 15 years old. He sees this man, well recognized as the prophet of Israel, the man of God, coming in his house and putting oil on his head and say, David, you will be the next king of Israel. Can you imagine if somebody here, somebody that's a 15 today, or more or less, and uh, somebody goes to him and will say, you will be the prime minister of Canada one day. It was really hard to understand. I believe that David himself didn't understand completely that message. But you know, since then, his life became a nightmare. He went to bring food to his brothers, and his brothers accused him. For different reasons to be there in the war. And then when he killed the giant Goliath, he was also accused by Saul because Saul, that was the king of Israel, thought that David was becoming more popular than himself. So he persecuted him for different years. His life, as I said, became very, very difficult. And you know what? It took David almost 15 years. To become the king of the united Israel. 15 years. God makes us promises. But that promise maybe is not fulfilled in the same day that he made to us. Years can pass by. Difficult moments can be present between when God called us, made a promise to us, and the realization, the fulfillment of the promise. But keep going on. God is faithful. And the one that called you will give you the strength until the end. The moment where the promise will be fulfilled. That's the experience of David. Because in times of trouble, don't lose heart. God still in control. God still in control. Stay with me as we look at this particular season of the life of David. In 1 Samuel Chapter 27, David disappointed and proven by the persecution of his father-in-law, Saul, flees from Saul, his father-in-law, to find refuge in the land of the Philistines. The Philistines were the archie enemy of the people of Israel. So David, in his wisdom, said, if I go and find refuge... In the land of the enemy of Israel, Saul will stop to persecute me. And apparently this was a good strategy for him. So he went to talk with the son of the king of Gath, that was the city where he found refuge, Achish, and he told him, please, can I have refuge here in your land? And then after a few months, maybe they say, can I have a city where I can stay without giving you any disturbance? 
And he was agreed with that. So he received the city of Ziklag. And this was a city completely given to David and his 600 men that were part of his group, of his army. So David stayed there for one year and four months. He was going to take some rights on the land of the Malachites and other population that were around the city. But you know what? The time came in 1 Samuel 28 that the Philistines get together to declare war to the people of Israel. And now was the time that David, the future king of Israel, was supposed to battle against his own people. But he had no choice. Or either, either he was supposed to betray the trust that was given to him by the king Achish, or he was supposed to fight against his own enemy, his own people. And what happened? God is so gracious that even the situation, the other lords of the Philistines went to Achish and asked him, you cannot bring David to battle against Israel because David was the one who killed Goliath, a great soldier. And he will infiltrate our troops and he will combat against us while he is among our soldiers. So you need to bring out. We don't want him to fight the war with him in our sight. This way, the Lord allowed David to go back to his own city and not fight against the enemy. For three days, they walk towards Ziklag. It was 75 kilometers. Now, try to imagine one moment. 600 men traveling 75 kilometers. In those days, wasn't an easy walk. Three long days of marching to reach out the city. And what happened? His faith was tested. And this brings something. When everything goes well, let's be honest. We don't think enough about God, right? Why do we have to thank God? We have food on our table. We have a, a shelter. We have something uh, that we can eat every day. We have a job. We have everything well. So why do we have to bother to search for God? But in difficult times, we realize that our security is not so safe. When we go in difficult times, we are ready to learn more. We need somebody above us. And let me tell you, David learned a lot. And I pray that through this message, we learn how to find out God's will, even when we are in the midst of difficulties. And difficult times will come in our lives. So the first thing that I want to learn with you this morning is that discouragement leads to failure. Discouragement leads to failure. David was in the lowest place he had ever been in his life at that moment. And the decision that he took to go back and leave and find refuge in the land of the Philistines that were the enemy of God's people was not the smartest. But he made that decision when he was very discouraged. Let's read in 1 Samuel 27 verse 1. Then David said, where? In his heart. 
Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me and uh, any longer within the borders of Israel. And I shall escape out of his hand. Where he took that decision? In his heart. Why? Because he was convinced that he would have died. You see, when we are in a moment where our feelings are very low, we should learn never take a decision that will be significant for our lives. When we are truly discouraged, we should never take decision that will bring forward more consequences in the next future. I want to share with you one of my personal experience. 2002 was a very difficult year for me. My father was in Italy, very sick. And I was ministering here in Montreal. And I was feeling bad that I couldn't help my father while I was feeling sick. I remember growing up and my father, being myself, the last of five children, he was saying to me, Mario, when I become war, uh, uh, old and I will need somebody to help me, I know that I can count on you. To make the story short, within five siblings, I was the only one that left home at 18 and never came back to stay home. So now I'm ministering here. I'm helping people. I'm supporting people. I see people and assist them to die, to be with the Lord. And I cannot do this with my own father. The reason why I came here was to help my mother-in-law that was very sick. And I was in despair. I was very low in my morale. And I say, I need to go back in Italy. I need to stay with my father. I don't care about ministry here. I made a promise to him. I want to go back. And you know what? I took the decision. I went to talk with my pastor at that time where I was working with. And I told him, Pastor David, I need to go. And he advised me wisely. He said, Mary, I don't think you are in the condition to make such drastic decision. This is not the time. I said, Pastor, I need to go. And I respect you so much. I respect your authority. So if you don't give me your blessing, I cannot go. Please give me your blessing. I need to go. So while I was waiting for his blessing, I put to sell my house. The house was sold. But I lost a lot of money because I sold below the price of market because I want to go back there. And you know what happened? The time that I sold the house and everything, I received a phone call from my brothers. Dad is already in coma. I don't think he will survive the next day. God gave me grace to know that my father realized that was back to him. That's why I'm saying God is so gracious even when we do wrong decisions. But to make the story short, again, I took a very drastic decision in a wrong moment where my spirit was very discouraged. It happened that I lost a lot of money. And uh, coming back here, the Lord directed me to stay here in Canada because this was his plan. You know, we may take decisions to go in the land of the Philistines, but there is a, a price to pay. And this morning, I want to encourage you, please, please, don't make decisions that are against the word of God because you feel discouraged. 
don't make any decision that will jeopardize your future as a result of your discouragement. You know, the word of God was very clear. You cannot ally with the enemies of the people of Israel. David went to stay there, but also pledged allegiance to, to the king of the Philistines. Not only for him, but also for his army. 600 men and their families pledged allegiance to the Philistines. It was incredible. You see, when you are under discouragement, you will take decisions that don't make sense. But because you feel low in your heart, you will do it. And you know what happened at the moment in 1 Samuel 29, we discover that God graciously removed David to battle against his own people. And I'll explain to you what happened. But nevertheless, there was a moment where David had to realize that he did a big mistake. And let me tell you, disaster may reach you quite suddenly. You know, David was already escaping from battling away against his own people and he thought thank you lord i have not to do so but from far as soon as they see Ziklag that was over a hill they discover that the city wasn't there anymore their wives were not there anymore their children were not there anymore there was nothing only smoldering ashes let me tell you Sometimes difficult moments can come so improvised and so great in magnitude that we can be overwhelmed. And you know, the story tells us that these 600 men that were used to battle, they were used, they were tough people. When they saw their own city being destroyed, their own wives, their own children being abducted from another army, they start to cry. Those strong men, they start to cry and weeping, weeping, weeping. The Bible says until they didn't have no more strength. And they started to rebel against David. They realized that he was him to bring them in the land of the Philistines. It was him that decided to live in Ziklag. It was him that brought these 600 men in a foreign land. So they rebelled against David. So we learned something here. Doesn't matter how tough you are. Doesn't matter how strong you are. There will be moments where you are forced to cry. Doesn't matter how many benefits brought the decision of doing something sinful before the Lord. At the end you will pay the price. You see, sin brings always pleasure. At the beginning, it seems to promise and fulfill good things to us. And the reason why we sin is because sin, a rebellion against God, brings pleasure to our, our flesh. No one of us will sin realizing that it's something painful. No, at the beginning, we have some pleasure in doing things against the word of God. But then, it's like when you buy something on credit, right? You buy something, you have it right away, but then the bill comes. You need to pay it. There is no way that you can enjoy that object or the thing that you bought without paying after. The same thing is with sin. You enjoy it at first, but then you have to pay a high price. 
And what was the price that David paid? It was losing everything. Everything. To wise, the children, the trust of this man. These people were determined to stone him, to kill him. These people say, you ruin us. You are no more worthy to be our leader. David was in that situation. And this brings to another lesson I will learn. We find strength when we pursue God. When we stop weeping and start to pray. You know, David was crying, was weeping until he had no more strength. David could say, I lost everything. These men are killing me now. These men are against me now. They will try to destroy me. And Lord, I'm defeated to the point that I have no strength. So the situation was very dramatic. But it was a difference between David and the other men that were with him. The other men continued to weep. But the Bible says, but David, but David encouraged himself. In the Lord. I like that but. But David. My brothers and sisters. You can be in the midst of that tragedy. But don't stay. Don't dwell in weeping. Like David. Take the resolution to say. But Mario. But Joseph. But John. Encourage himself. In the Lord. In his God. Doesn't fit the purpose to come out of the tragedy when we're still weeping. We have to take the resolution to find our strength in God. Because God is the only one that can help us. Not just our tears. David's strong intention was explained by the verb in this passage. He strengthened himself. I like the King James Version. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. In the Lord. Encouraged himself. My brothers and sisters, friends, there will be times when we have to preach to ourselves. When we have to encourage ourselves. When all seems to be lost. When we lose faith and our feelings are almost to the lowest place of our lives. We need to take the resolution to... Seek the Lord in prayer and find the strength that comes with him. You know, David was losing everything he had. He was abandoned. He was ready to die. But he had something left. I can, I can strengthen myself in the Lord. I can encourage myself in the Lord. I can look at God. David took an important resolution. There is nothing passing about coming back to the Lord and strengthening himself in God. There is not just crying. There is an action. David is strengthening himself in the Lord. Is God. It's very important this adjective. Is God. You know David had something from the past that he had learned from God. He had a relationship with God. He was a young shepherd when wild animals. They were trying to kill the sheep that he was shepherding. And you know what? He took strength in God and he killed those wild animals. He defended his sheep. And then he knew that God was able to give him the strength to kill a giant like Goliath. 
He had the something with God. He had a personal encounter. He knew God. He knew that he could trust him. And let me tell you something. We cannot strengthen ourselves in God if we have not already known God. We cannot find strength in God if we already don't have a relationship with him. Many people say, oh, if I will need one day, I will pray God. No, don't be sure so much that you will have the strength to pray God in times of need. Because you are not used with. Now is the time. When God speaks to your heart, you can call upon his name. You can call upon his strength. And David was able to strengthen himself in God because, again, he knew about God. There are beautiful psalms. And I love the, the way that David wrote those psalms because are coming out of this experience. In Psalm 18, verse 1 to 3, he says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Did you see how many times David says, my, 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 my. He had a relationship with God. He was in intimacy with God. And again, he says in verse 3, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I'm saved from my enemies. In these words, we find assurance. We find certainty. When we are calling upon the name of God, when we are able to rely on his faithfulness, doesn't matter how deep is our pain, we can find refuge in our God because he's faithful. David drew near to God and drawing closer to God in time of hardship is not always easy. But is it possible for those who believe in him? It is possible. And even when the enemy will try to distract you, even when the enemy will try to bring you away from God, stand in his presence. Try to strengthen yourself in God. David, another psalm, in Psalm 103, a very well-known psalm says, Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is here within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Who heals all your disease. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You see the relationship that David had with his God? He started to strengthen himself, blessing the name of God. And I have this encouragement to you, brother. When you are facing situation, when you are in the midst of a troubled time, start to praise the name of the Lord. As you praise the name of God, as you give glory to God, as you are worshiping Him, as you are remembering His faithfulness in the past, as you are recognizing that He is your refuge, your strength, your shield, you will take courage in your, in your soul. And you say, I can do it. I can make it because God is in my side. 
I can make it because the Lord will make a way for me. I can make it because he is faithful. He is able to reach to my needs. And again in Psalm 56. David with this confidence said these words. Be gracious to me O God. For man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many attack me proudly. Look verse 3 now. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? When I'm afraid, when I'm afraid, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. We can trust God. is in control. And you know, God's direction will always lead to divine recover. And this is my last point this morning. God's direction will always lead to divine recover. When you hear from God, when your heart is open to receive from Him, when you realize that your hope is in God, you will get direction from the Lord. David learned from his past mistake. I'm sure they start to confess his need. I'm sure that they start to confess and realize the fact that he did a mistake. And while he was confessing that, while he was bringing his soul before the Lord, his heart was open to hear God's voice. My brothers and sisters, when our heart is in despair and full of discouragement, when we are full of bitterness for what is going on in our lives and we are not accepting what God brought in our lives we cannot hear God speaking to us our ear is already full with the voice of the enemy but when we start to lay down our lives to God in prayer you know and when we started to recognize that most of the time we are in situations that are bad because of wrong decisions. It's not God's problem. They were our wrong decisions that brought us in the difficult times. You see, David never blamed God. He took his own responsibility. And you know, temporary discouragement is very common to all of us. Even Christians, we go through temporary discouragement. Discouragement only becomes a problem when we allow it to turn into hurt, when we allow discouragement to become bitterness, resentment in our hearts. So you can be discouraged, yes, but turn that discouragement. Turn that discouragement in strength that you receive from God. Be ready to listen. Be ready to hear God's direction. And you know, David trusted God and his word. Say, God, I don't want to make a mistake again to make decision as I did before. I want to do whatever is best for me to abide in your ways. I want to make sure that I'm dwelling in your presence at this time. So I will not pursue them if you are not giving the okay this time. You see the difference how David learned? Before he went to the land of the Philistines without consulting God. Now he's learning and he's asking God, I will not move until you will give me the okay. There was something that changed in his heart. So he asked the high priest, Abiathar, 
bring the ephod. The ephod was the, the robe that the high priest had. And uh, uh, on the front of this garment of line, pure line, there was uh, 12 stones. Each one for each tribe. And these were called the Urim and Tumim. That translated means light and perfections. The scholars, they don't know how these were used. But it seems that they were used to discern God's will by taking the lot. This was the way to consult the Lord. And David heard. David heard by the consultation that he had that God says, Go, I will give you in your hand. Look, shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? And God answered positively. Pursue for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue what was uh, stolen from you. How God answers. In this story we find three things that I believe are very important. David received an answer based on his desire not to dwell in bitterness. God will answer you when you are ready to move from bitterness to enjoyment. You see, he was in the same situation of his 600 men. The other men stayed in bitterness. But he took the resolution, I don't want to stay in bitterness. I want to do something. It is hard to hear from God, as I was saying before, if you are so disappointed with him. It's hard to hear God's voice when you are disappointed and hungry with Him to the point that you stop coming to church, you stop praying, you neglect praying, you neglect reading the Bible, and keep pondering more than what God has done for you. You are starting to ponder what God has not done for you. You see, the emphasis is different. The devil will direct you to what God didn't do for you. The Holy Spirit will direct to what God has done for you. You see the difference? David learned, you are my refuge, you are my shield, you are my stronghold, you are my fortress. This is what David repeated to his soul. But if we are saying to our soul, oh God didn't help me there. God didn't provide for me. God didn't take care of my soul. God didn't do this. God didn't provide when I was in need. For sure, we will not hear God's direction in our lives. But then, God answered because David's responsibility to trust God and obey Him. He was determined to lead his men to victory. His men saw that this time, David consulted the Lord. And let me tell you something. When the people around you know and see that you are taking decisions based on the word of the Lord, be sure that people will follow you. Because they know that you are seeking God's direction. And then God answers positively because David's destiny. God knew that David would have been the next king of Israel. God knows your destiny. God knows the plan that you have for you. And you know what? He will do things accordingly to let you reach the goal. That's why Paul says, the one that starts a good work in you will bring to accomplishment until the day. So praise God for this assurance. Now let me close with some final application. 
in times of deepest despair, there is hope in the Lord. There is always hope in the Lord. This story is teaching us that no matter how long we are staying in difficult moments, we know that we can trust God. There is, there is hope. There is hope in the Lord. Today, perhaps some of us here in the sanctuary feel overwhelmed with discouragement. Yet, I want to tell you emphatically this morning that victory is inspired by the word of the Lord, not by the way we may feel. Don't base yourself on the way that you feel. Base yourself on the unchanging, inspired word of God. Then follow God's leading and don't let your circumstances intimidate you. What matters at the end is the positive answer of the Lord, not how many people will follow you. You know, from the story that we read in chapter 30, only 400 men out of his 600 follow David. 200 men stayed because they were not able to fight. But David received the word of the Lord. Lord, you spoke to me, I will go. And that's what is important. Don't let the circumstances intimidate you. Follow God's leading. Faith doesn't passively sit around and wait. Faith is action. Lord, you spoke to me. I will act upon that. Lord, you told me to go. I will go. I will pursue them. I will have victory in your name. And this morning, have the ability to trust God. And move from the position where you are now to a position of action, of faith in God. Amen? And then, learn to share God's blessing with others. God gave David and his 400 men an amazing victory. They recovered everything they had lost. And more than what they had lost. You see, when God leads you and you follow his leading, you will take more of what you lost. The enemy will say, if you become faithful to God, you will lose this and this. Don't believe that lie. God will bless you more. Trust Him. Then you should share His blessing. You see, God has given you blessing, not just for yourself, so that you may share with other people too. And the greatest blessing that we receive is the gospel, is faith, is Jesus Christ. God is faithful. And if he had blessed you, share your blessing with others. I love when we say, Lord, make me a blessing. Bless me so I can be a blessing for others. Are we willing to do so individually and as a church this morning? May the Holy Spirit lead us. May the Holy Spirit give us grace. Not to be intimidated by the circumstances, but to trust God. And his faithfulness in our lives. Can we all stand?